This episode of the Out of Bounds Podcast is sponsored by Fisher Skis, and you can visit them at www.fishersports.com. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Out of Bounds Podcast. My name is Adam Jabber, and we have a wonderful episode for you today with Simeon Glass. Uh, Simeon is a professional skier for Line, uh, Arsenic, Shreveport, and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, Simeon's the shit. We've been trying to do this episode for months and months and months, and I'm glad we finally got to do it. This uh, these kind of episodes are my favorite, where you kind of just get to sit down and shoot the shit and like ask some interview style questions. But this is kind of going to be the direction we go forward into the fall, where we mostly just have kind of deeper dive conversations on specific topics on certain bits. Ethan's here; he's going to ruin my intro here for the fifteenth time. Um, it I really enjoy the conversations when you get to dive in a little deeper. Um, so these have been about an hour, but you're going to start to see these be hour and a half, two hours, longer, longer, longer as we get into the fall. So we uh, look forward to that. I guess the format's going to change just a bit, especially because we have four, sometimes five shows. Well, I guess not sometimes five. We will have five uh, coming fall, different shows on the network. So we might as well do things a little bit differently. Um, before we jump into the episode, we have a few ads for today. Uh, first and foremost, we have 686. 686 is number one. Uh, this is their first ad. They are our newest partner, and I'm thrilled to have them on board. Uh, they have all kinds of new stuff, especially looking into fall 2022. Obviously, we'll start talking about the winter product more and more. Uh, and they have a new pant, like a new casual pant, work pant, if you will, dropping in September. But we'll talk about that when it is actually September. Uh, right now I want to tell you about the ATP stuff. ATP is like their workout line and the shit is fire. Um, check this stuff out. It's like, since I've gotten it, it's basically all I've worn, which is a little gross. I guess it aligns with the sock thing that we'll, we'll talk about later, but it, uh, I'm really excited about this stuff. It's comfortable. It fits well. And honestly, if I'm going to buy like workout type stuff, I'd rather buy it from a company that supports snow. Uh, so like, why, why wouldn't you put your money back into the industry? If you're part of the industry, keep investing that money into the industry. If you are a skier, a snowboarder, whatever, and you're going to spend the same money on workout attire, this shit is as legit, as legit as it gets. It's comfortable. It fits well. Um, I'm really blown away by it. I honestly thought it was going to be mediocre at best, but it's not. It's really, really nice. All of us have basically just lived in the product since we've gotten it. So I mean, it kind of, tells you a lot um and fit and clothing and all that stuff is really important especially to me so I, I honestly wouldn't wear it if it was I would just tell you oh it's really it seems really good I mean it is really good I'm wearing the pants right now um the shorts are probably my favorite the jacket is definitely my favorite so check out the new ATP line that shit slaps get on it 686.com uh, and check out what I'm talking about obviously they also have the everywhere pant um it's like Ethan lives in that fucking thing. His closet looks like the closet of a robot where it's like 40 of the same khaki pants in a row and then like 40 of the same collared t-shirt. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that's not exactly true, but it's pretty close. So check out 686.com and uh, check out that ATP collection. Next, we have our friends at Sierra Nevada. Uh, Sierra Nevada has been a wonderful partner for the show, and obviously they make some of the best beers in the entire world. Um, you probably already know that. What you don't know is that they make this wonderful product called Hop Splash. Hop Splash is a non-alcoholic seltzer water situation. It's literally, I don't even know why you have to say non-alcoholic. I mean, it is a non-alcoholic thing, but it's like a regular seltzer. It's got like this weird hoppy smell to it that you're like, oh, okay, this might taste like, like it's got the smell of beer, but then you taste it and it's fucking good. Like it doesn't taste like a beer. It doesn't like, you pour it out, it doesn't look like a beer. It's a seltzer, like it's refreshing. It's easy to drink and it's a really, really, really good option if you are not drinking. Uh, check out that Hop Splash product. Um, once again, completely non-alcoholic. Uh, so, Check that stuff out. Zero calories. And yeah, the stuff is great. I wasn't expecting to like it at all. And now I'm a huge fan. So SierraNevada.com. Check out Hop Splash. They also obviously have Hazy Little Thing, Big Little Thing. 
so they have the whole they have the whole bit. So wild little thing, sour little thing. Yeah, you know, Sierra Nevada. Um, please enjoy responsibly. Must be twenty one years older to consume. Uh, and with that, we'll get into our episode today with Simeon Glass. Please, please, please leave a review on uh, I, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Uh, it helps the show tremendously. Be sure to check out the YouTube where we'll have most of these episodes coming out in video form. You can check out the new studio. Um, last one that was up in video form was Caroline Gleick, which is a really, really good conversation. I like to say really, really a lot. Um, it, w- it was great. We're putting out new product reviews a couple times a week now. So if you're looking for some new gear, be aware that that's out there as well at Out of Collective uh, on YouTube. Most importantly, uh, we have a new show dropping in October. So keep your eyes out for that one. It is a really, really big show. Nobody on the, it's not anybody on the network. It is a completely brand new show uh, that'll air on Tuesdays. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, and that's that. Enjoy the episode with Simeon Glass. Bye. Tell people who you are. Tell people a little bit about yourself. And then uh, we'll go from there. Um, so yeah, I'm a uh, Simeon Glass. I'm from Detroit, Michigan originally. Okay. Um, yeah, I grew up skiing at a ski resort called Bittersweet. Um, after I was adopted from the Detroit area, I moved to this little town called uh, Portage, Michigan. It's not that small, but um, lived there and I skied at this little ski resort called Bittersweet in Michigan. Yep. Um, and that's where I like grew up skiing and snowboarding. Yeah. Um, what's the ski scene like in Detroit? Uh, <laughs> well, it's not horrible. Um, I was adopted at birth, so I don't really, I didn't really grow up in the Detroit area. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's Pine Knob, which is you. Pine Knob is a very good ski area, I think. Okay. In the Midwest, um, a lot of tow ropes, a lot of crazy terrain, kind of. It's like a skate park almost. Super sick. Most yeah. definitely a fun place to go, um, but it's not very big. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a very big ski scene. It's not a lot of vert in Detroit. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, that's cool. It's uh, it's funny. The Midwest produces a lot of really good skiers. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I think it's because like if you're in the Midwest and you want to ski, you kind of have to be committed to it. It's like the yeah. same in Rhode Island, right? Like Rhode Island is like there's like one ski resort. It's dog shit, but everybody that comes mm-hmm. out of it is like everybody's so good uh maybe not everybody but there's a lot of people that come out of this tiny resort called yagu um okay and uh and they crush i think it's just because like it's whatever 300 vert or some shit like that and yeah if that's what you're doing and that's what you're skiing is then i feel like you're you're committed to the cause yeah no i feel i agree with that i mean because like growing up i didn't really have i was like yeah it's either go ride this or uh, go out west and uh Like, growing up, my parents were just like, if you want to ski, then, you know, go get yourself a pair of skis and go do it. Like, we'll get <laughs> you your stuff. But uh, after you turn, like, 15, go buy your own skis. I love that. So I was like, okay, I'll just ride this resort then. I, like, grew up doing that. It was sick. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it definitely, like, taught me how to get better at skiing, like, by yourself, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I definitely had like people I looked up to around it and like had people around me that I could like ask about stuff. Like Mike Hornbeck was like the big name from my home hill. No like shit. growing up. Um, yeah, so like he like taught me a lot about skiing. He always like hooked me up with skis and stuff going up and I was like super sick. So I always had that, but like yeah, no, it's definitely crazier aspect of skiing. Like once you go out west, you're like, oh wow, everybody's just <laughs> insane because they just have this all the time. Like I have a good two months of good snow. I have to go throw my body <laughs> right. as hard as I can to see if I can get these tricks before all the snow melts. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's uh, it's almost yeah. like a cheat code in a way. It's uh, oh yeah. It's just where you're at. I guess that's why everybody moves west. And it's funny. Like I pick on those people a lot because I'm in New England and it's. It's not as bad or as shallow of a season as in the Midwest, but it's it's rough. Like, I mean, mostly the conditions are shit, and then sometimes they're fine. Um, and I think, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm abandoning 
New England if I leave and go ski out west. Like I feel like anybody who leaves New England and moves out west just for the skiing is like abandoning their home in a sense. And I I don't yeah. know, like is it worse to travel all the time back and forth or is it worse to just move out there and be part of the like the transplant scene? And I, I yep. haven't really figured that. I haven't really figured that out yet. Dude, I feel you completely with that because that's where I'm at right now. Like I literally was like <laughs> Ah, dude, I'm moving to Salt Lake next winter. Like, don't worry, guys. I'll see you all there. It's uh, I'm back in Michigan. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you spent much time there in Salt Lake? Uh, yeah, I spent a good like two months last winter there. Yeah. Um, like last year, I did a lot of traveling. Like, I went to Salt Lake. I went to Big Bear. Uh, I went to like Steel City. Yep. I did a bunch of traveling last winter. I went to a bunch of Minnesota resorts on like Telefred tour. Yep. Um. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I just like being in Michigan. Like I can go out West and visit. Yeah. It'll be cooler to me. Cause it's like a place I can go and visit. Yeah. But like, I think next year I'm going to get out there and actually try it out for a year and just live there. I feel like I need to. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like almost a rite of passage to go do it and then come back. It's like, yeah. it's what everybody does to a certain extent. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat where I'm like, all right, I got more time. This is what I'm doing. I can make that happen now finally. So it's, I'm having this like internal debate where I'm like, am I a piece of shit because I'm giving up on everything (laughs) that I picked on everybody for, for forever? Or am I just trying to do what I feel like is best? Was I just salty that I don't know. Like it, it, you really don't know until you have the opportunity to kind of go do whatever. Um, so yeah, why don't, yeah. Salt Lake's kind of a shithole though. Like it's really like, it's, it's a mess. It's gross. (laughs) It's like falling apart. It's, uh, the skiing's incredible and like the travel yeah. in and out is incredible, but and like nowhere else can you fly into the airport and 28 minutes later you're on the hill. Yeah, but I did that. I did that one time. It's, it's pretty sick. It's crazy. <laughs> like that's such an insane thing. Like you have a flight yeah. out at four o'clock or something. You can ski until like last bell pretty much and get on a flight. Like it's, yep. it's insane. Um, I think that's literally what I did. I got in at like three thirty and went and rode Woodward Park City. Yeah, right. <laughs> until like, it closed. Right. It was sick. It's so uh dope. it's dope. People don't understand how lucky they are. Like when you're in a city yeah. and you gotta fly out, you're like you're there two plus hours early most of the time. Like it's it's completely it's a mess. It's a totally different travel scene, I feel like. Although oh, yeah. Super yeah, sick. Your your wait time in Utah is also not not ideal either. But not horrible. It, yeah. No, it's not like the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, people don't want to hear about airports. Um, what? That's, yeah, you know, that's fine. What? Yeah, I mean, what's the plan for you? What was this past season like? This is kind of the first season that I feel like that you were at least on our radar. Um, and yeah. I feel like Telefriend Tour obviously helps with that. Like working with Line obviously yeah. helps with that. Um, yeah. You had a 2021 bit that came out through Arsenic. Um, so like mm-hmm. what? what has that been like? What has that kind of transition been like where people are like kind of starting to recognize you on the ski scene more and more? Um, yeah, it's been crazy. Um, I just like growing up, I was always like, Hey, it'd be cool to like do something skiing. <laughs> and I had like me and this other homie, Ryan bombers. I grew up skiing with, um, we were like the two, like growing up, we were like the two kids from like our home resort and like our age that were like, skiing and everybody was like okay these two are like they're doing it like these are the two hobies um and then like yeah it was like me and that kid really like we had like a falling out and i haven't like talked to him in a couple years but like we just like moved on from that and i just like started skiing by myself a lot more Mm. and just being like skiing this is all i want to do like skiing i guess this is it like let's try um yeah so i just got into skiing like super heavy um and then I just like that winter, I 20, it was like, yeah, 2020, um, 2021. Um, I like started talking to like Gilson and a bunch of other ski companies, like a few little ski companies had like started hitting me up. Um, and Dan and I had always been homies too. So like Dan and I were like, let's work out an edit of some sort. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, I just started riding for Gilson, made that little arsenic edit. And that was like when I felt like people, started realizing who I was in like a sense they're like oh there's a Simeon Glass kid and that was like that came out and then that summer was the summer I went to hood for the first time um and that was like all I feel like that all together people like knew who I was just because of that arsenic edit they're like oh you're Simeon like yeah and 
yeah, I had been talking to uh, Jacob Dubay for a while yeah. about like, yeah, and me and Jake had been talking for a while about maybe riding some blends. He'd like hit me up on Instagram. He'd be like, hey, maybe I can hook you up with a free pair. Dog, of that's his stuff, move. Maybe. That's his move. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he hit me with that tactic. And I was like, okay. Um, well, yeah. So then like, yeah, I was at camp. And I remember he like sent me an email and I was like, he was like, I'm going to hit you up on your, uh, we're going to bring this to professional level. He like hit me up on a random email, like from wine. And I was like, what? And it was just like line amateur contract. And I was like, what? Like, what the heck dude? Like that was like how that all went. Um, and then, yeah, I literally like, it was weird because I literally sat there for like two weeks and like, thought about what to do i like didn't know what to do so i like went and like had this like meeting with dan like talty dan um is he your agent dan i like sat on the phone with him and i was like dude i don't know what to do like that's why i'm calling you like i gotta ask you what what do i do here and then yeah we just like worked that all out and i started riding for line and then after that i feel like now because i'm gonna do like more traveling circus stuff and telefriend tour stuff yeah um I just feel like now after like I started riding for line and they started like actually posting a lot more content and people actually like saw who I actually was as a person and a skier, which to me is super cool because most of the time people are like, yeah, I thought he was a dick. He just like stares at you. Doesn't say anything. (laughs) And then like, like that's the thing, dude. Like I feel like people like always see pictures of me and shit. They're like, dude, this kid's probably an asshole, bro. And then I meet people. I'm like, bro, like, Hey, (laughs) what's going on, man? Like I'm just, I just, yeah, like, I just like talking to new people. I like smiling and having fun. Like, I don't, I don't know. So I'm trying to like, that's like my thing. I want to get like that side of me. Like people know me as a skier more or less now. So like now I'm trying to like actually be like, Hey, yeah, I'm Simeon Glass guys. <laughs> and you know, half the time, like 90% of the time people just call me Simon yeah. or Simone. So, you know, maybe if I get my name out there a little bit more. You know, I don't know. You start repeating know. it more and more and more. <laughs> just keep saying Simeon, 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 and maybe just people will get Simeon. it. Hey, um, guys, I'm Simeon. That's, uh, that's kind of nuts. Why Why do you think people feel that way? Or why do you have that, like, perception of people's perception of yourself where you think that they, like, think you're an asshole ahead of time? Like, do people say that to you? Dude, I've had some people say that to me. They'd really? Like, I was, like, scared to talk to you. Yeah, they'll be like, I was scared to talk to you. You just, like... Just look like you're. I don't know. They just didn't want to. I didn't want to approach you. And I'm always like, okay. Like I'll have like, <laughs> I'll like tell a friend or there was like a bunch of these little kids, and they were like, they're like, yeah, we wanted to say hi to you, but we didn't know like how to. Like we were scared. Yeah. And I would like skied over to them, and I was like, what up, guys? Like how you doing? And I just started like talking to them. That's and then we insane. just started like chilling, vibing the rest of the day. I don't know. So I guess I don't know. I need to smile more when I'm skiing because I do get. When I'm skiing, I do get a little frustrated sometimes, but like, and then I just go in a dead face, but I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> We're trying to get better at that. We're trying to smile. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I feel like, I feel like Andy's really good at that aspect of it. Cause if you like talk to Andy on a like very yeah. real level, I don't know. I don't know if I would be like, oh, Andy Perry is the happiest guy in the entire world in real life, right? Like he's like <laughs> he's a little salty, like he's a little jaded. It, it just is what it is, right? But yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got the face. Like as soon as he like turns it on for the kids, it's like you're like this fucking guy is the best at like <laughs> making people feel wanted, and that's why like yeah. the whole telefriend tour has been able to be successful for so long is because. The mountains love him. The kids that attend yeah. those things love him. And they're just, he's like associated with having a good time. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. No, like I love spending time with Andy. Like being on that tour was so much fun last winter. And like this summer at Hood and stuff, like I went and hung out with like Kevin Perrin a lot. Yeah. And I got to like, cause he's staying in his old house. So I got to like go hang out with Andy. Sometimes Andy would be there and we'd all just hang out and stuff. And that was like super sick to yeah. like actually get to hang out with Andy more. Cause I've always like, like growing up, they came to a telefriend tour stop when I was a little kid at my home resort. Yeah. And I had a concussion and I like sat there and like met them all and like didn't get to ride. But like I was there just like, hey, I'm Simeon. <laughs> and like they remembered me from that. Like the first time I like met them again, it was like Eric Olson, like all those dudes, like Andy and Will. And they were all like, yeah, dude, we remember you from Bittersweet when you were a little kid. And I was like, sick. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like dope. <laughs> Coming full circle. 
Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Who knows? That's uh, <laughs> that's that's wild, man. It's uh, yeah. I don't think that happens to very many people where like they kind of meet the people that they grew up. I mean, maybe it does. They meet the people that they grew up with. Not that many people for sure. I'm thinking about it now. And I'm like, that nah, happens to like a handful of people where they meet like people <laughs> yeah, that they look up huge. to as a little kid. And then they get to actually hang out with them as they grow up. Like that's, that's kind of wild. So talk, talk to me a little bit about what Telefriend tour was like and your experience was like this season. Um, yeah. And what, I don't know. That's kind of a, it's a very unique opportunity to get to like spend time on that tour. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a super sick experience. Um, I only went on the stops, uh, that were in like the Midwest. Like the, I just went to Buck Hill, Welsh village, Trollhagen, and then pine knob. Um, so I just went to like those stops, but yeah, it was super sick. It was like, insane to just get to go to these resorts i've never even like really heard of that i live so close to and i'm like oh wow these these are all hidden here like this is sick and just getting to ride with like all those dudes and just like just vibe and ride and just all hit the same features and just go like chill for like an hour or two and try and get some clips and then just hang out with little kids dude and just ski like just get to ride with them watch them do tricks see them just throw down and just everything like that it was just insane and like <clears throat> the last stop I we did in Minnesota that I was there for was Trollhagen, and that stop was just like the most fun. Trollhagen was just so sick. Like there was a lot of homies there. We were just lapping all day. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like a sick thing. And if you're ever like if anyone's ever near a stop, definitely go check it out because it's definitely something super sick that Andy's doing. And it's just like. If you want to have a fun time and probably walk away with something free, if you're a big free person, definitely something to go to because you'll probably end up with something you didn't think you were going to go home with. That's way cooler. You, you really want it to be. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's a, uh, it's a very unique, I can't believe how long he's been doing this thing. I can't believe how long like yeah. the traveling circus has been like, it's been so fucking forever. Yeah. It's, it's insane. <laughs> so I, <clears throat> I don't understand. I asked him last time I talked to him and I was like, how, how do you not quit doing this? And he's like, I don't know. I'm having a good time. Like, it's like, I don't know. They pay me money and like, I have a good, like I enjoy doing it. I'm just like, yeah. I'm thinking about like, from my perspective, I like year, two years, three years, maybe. And like tapped completely tapped. Yeah. I'm we're good. good. Like we're having a good, <laughs> we're good time. Guys. Everybody's having fun. Cool. Cool. Collect check. I'm out. And that's like, <laughs> that's it. But I guess that's why yeah. he's him. I guess that's why it's lasted so long. It's because he genuinely yeah. feels it. He really just genuinely <clears throat> cares about it. So yeah. Hey. Um, talk to me a little bit about working with Line. What that experience is. <clears throat> what that experience has been like. Um, Jake actually hit me up a few months ago and was like, "Dude, do the interview with Simi." And I'm like, "Dude, I will. I promise it'll work out. <laughs> One of these days, we'll make it happen." Uh, he was like calling me like he was your agent, and I was like, "I I love this. Dude. I love he's." He's the best. I love that kid. Yeah. Um, but what has the line yeah, experience been like? Probably one of the dopest experiences, honestly. Um, <clears throat> I Yeah, like, I've told them this. Like, if I had a choice, like, dude, the, like, sickest company that I think is well, in the ski industry right now, like, I would be there forever as long as I can be. So sick. Um, it's just, like, a bunch of homies. It's just, like, yeah. like, I'll literally get a phone call from Jake, like, every day. And me and Jake will, like, talk on the phone just – vibe and talk about like the craziest things was talk about everything like i can ask him anything um yeah he basically acts like my agent which is super cool (laughs) for the time being so yeah he's just like it's just like a family like it's a super sick vibe like when we went for like line week at hood it was just like everybody there dude it's just like hanging out with like your cousins that you get to see like once a year (laughs) like it's super sick like everybody's just like Hey, how you been? Like, I haven't seen you in so long. We're all just doing everything together. And it's just like, we're all just feeding off of each other, having a good time. And like, it's just sick. Like, it, like the first, the, this being the second year I was on the team for like the hood trip, it's definitely was like super sick to like be there for it again and like see that it was like exactly the same. Like, we did every, like, it was just so much fun to like, be like wow this is like a tradition like this is what we yeah, do yeah. every year like it was super sick to see that like nothing changes and it's just like this is just how it's gonna be um and it's just been like super sick because they've been super helpful with everything i've ever needed and anything i ever wanted 
Um, and they always like, if I ever need anything, it's just like call Jake or text Connor and I'll, you know, they'll make it happen. It's just like super sick. They're definitely, they're just willing to help the riders out, which I think is super dope. Yeah. Lines in kind of a good position where like they're owned by a parent company that has some funding, but, and the product is good. They have a full line and (laughs) yet somehow they've stayed core, like, like it's very it's very rare that you find a brand that has money. I guess Armada is really the only other one where like they have money yeah. and they're still considered core. And even now, like Armada is kind of moving out of that direction and they're kind of going more mm-hmm. to like the all mountain scene and that's what they're pushing. And they kind of started that a few years ago. But it's crazy to me that Line's been able to hold on to this like little corner of the market for so long and yeah. still like remain cool to most people. Right. Like that's yeah, it's a hard thing definitely. to do. It's a very different Yeah, thing. no. Um, I totally agree with you. Yeah, what have you been on full tilt stuff? Is that like full tilt's dead now, yeah. but what's yeah. the what's the switch up been like? <laughs> um so yeah, no, I've just been on full tilt for I was on it for a year. Yeah. Um yeah, I actually I'm switching over to K2. <laughs> so I'm just everybody's for my switching K2 boot yeah, to everybody's show up switching one of over. these days. One of these days. It's well, uh Jake nope. said it's on the way, so Yeah, right. <laughs> Jake said it's on the way. It'll get to you before November. That's all I need, dude. I just need them for shred fest and bone zone. So <laughs> November is what I need to keep boots. Yeah, before that nobody gives a shit. I uh Yeah, we're good. I love that. Yeah, nothing's changed. I it's funny, like I get people hitting me up all the time. It's like, whoa, like what's really different about it's like nothing's changed. It's the same boot. Nothing. It's no. it's exactly the same boot. It's got a big K and a big two on it, and that's literally that's it. Instead it's, uh, of a big F and a big T, like yeah. hey, what are you? <laughs> it's yeah. People acted like, and I kind of did in the beginning because no, there was no information, but it uh, yeah. it kind of felt like there was this weird death that happened, and then it was almost like everybody wanted to mourn the brand that died, and then everybody realized like, oh, it's not dying. Like everything's everything's staying. So what do we do now? Like, it's just this, like, confused, weird feeling that I think everybody had. I always have people say that. They're like, dude, I I can't believe they did that. And I'm like, (laughs) you actually really think about it? (laughs) Nothing happened. Like, If anything, they did less. Like, what do you mean? If anything, they did way less work. All they did was just keep – they made boots and they didn't put a different logo on them. Yeah, they they literally just saved themselves so much work. And I think it's fine. I, like – I rode a pair of the boots for a couple weeks and I really enjoyed them. Like definitely, I'm definitely hyped on them and it's definitely going to be sick to ride them. But like, yeah, they're exactly like I got the method pros, like they're literally just the B and E's and they literally feel exactly like my B and E's. They're just black. Yeah. So (laughs) they did some good stuff though. I mean, Taylor Lundquist has a boot now and I think that's, that's rad and it looks so good. So sick. Yeah. So freaking sick, dude. I'm glad they didn't just like, shrink it down and like keep it super simple like it's got some like it's got some flair to it yeah no i was hyped on those boots and i'm yeah those boots are insane i really wanted a pair but i have two big feet <laughs> <laughs> got big man feet i guess dude they, uh, what size are you running oh we'll get old 29.5 love it <laughs> oh yeah um, so sick getting boots <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it's super easy to find consistently yeah, I have super wide feet too. Yeah. So it's just it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's problematic. Um yep, yep. what what's the what's the style? Like what you have a very unique style. You have a very <laughs> like it's it's very you, like it fits well. What's like can we just talk about this for a second? Like I care very much about people's style and what yeah. they wear on the hill. And you've kind of like got your own situation going on. So like where do you take inspiration from? like from for that shit you just like put on Um, whatever the fuck's around you like you were wearing fucking dcs the other day and i was literally like who wears dcs like who in 2022 (laughs) i haven't even thought about buying a pair of dcs in a decade you know like what Uh, what's going on yeah so so honestly my honest opinion of my (laughs) style is is i just don't give a fuck i literally just like I literally just like grab shit out of my closet and like put it on it most of the time. Like I don't even know. Sometimes it just works out. And it just <laughs> just it just it just works out. Like 
I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like half the time this summer when I was skiing, I literally just grabbed the first. I literally would like all my clothes was under my bed, and I swear to you, that day that I was wearing like a black line shirt with my white <laughs> snow pants, that day you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Swear to God, swear to God, I reached under my bed, wasn't even looking, and just started <laughs> grabbing shit under my bed, throw it on top of my bed. That's what I wear for the day. Oh. <laughs> just um, some people are no, lucky like that. <laughs> growing up, like watching skiing. Um, I was always in like Phil and Henrik's style of clothing, like right. very baggy, like camo. Cause like Hornback always wore that real tree camo stuff. Um, so it was just always like camo and just super big stuff, um, growing up. Uh, but like, I don't know, my style now has more grown into like, I don't know, kind of my own thing. That's why I've kind of gone off my own like deep end with my pants. Cause yeah, I just have yeah. like a homie make me snow pants. Um, <laughs> and I just like give them the craziest designs and I'm like, dude, do this, do this. And we'll see how it goes. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I just like, I always thought Henrik said one time he was like, he was like, you know, the bigger the stuff, the better you feel like with the yeah. riding. I don't remember his exact wording, but there's something like that. But I don't know. Like, I honestly totally agree. Like the bigger the stuff you wear, the, the better tricks feel i feel like like you know i don't know it just feels good <laughs> it just feels good to me i don't know it's my thing i think that's it though is like if you feel good wearing it then <coughs> everything feels better right like if you're wearing some oh, shit yeah. that you think is whack like nobody no like you're not gonna feel good like it's it's just point uh, blank like i always whenever i'm like selling in the shop to people my first thing is like don't worry about the color like i'm always this and that and the other thing but when it comes to my own shit, it's like, I care. Like I actually care what it looks like. Yeah. Even if like, you're not, you don't want to sacrifice performance or whatever for the way something looks obviously, but there's definitely something to be said that like, look good, feel good. It's as, it's really as like cut and dry as that. Oh, a hundred percent. I, mm-hmm. yeah, no, like that's like my favorite thing. Like favorite ski fit, dude, you know, those camo pants, he put a nice arsenic hoodie on. I got all the arsenic hoodies. Dan always just sends me the biggest ones. He's like, here you go. <laughs> so I always grab one of those. Like, we're set. And then I always go with a nice bog. You always got to get the nice bog. You got to get the nice hat with the yeah. hat on top, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd always go to this Chevron, the Chevron and Govey on your way up to Hood. Yep. And I'd always see these these furry hats. <laughs> they had these, like, they had these fuzzy hats, dude. And they were, like, craziest thing. And Kevin Merchett, like Tweak, Tweak Skis yeah, yeah, yeah. was in the car with us. And he we were playing Cash In, Cash Out by Tyler and 21 Savage oh my God. and Pharrell. And, you know, he's like, I hit the beach in a furry hat. So I was like, oh, I need the furry hat. So I went in <laughs> and I had to buy the furry hat. So there's a bunch of clips of me in a furry hat. That's where the I furry hat, that. that's the story behind the furry hat. It came from I a love Chevron. That furry hat now. <laughs> it came from a Greatest Chevron. Greatest spray I've ever bought. That's uh, that's. <laughs> People are listening to this like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, where, what, like, where do I buy furry hats? What? Yeah, yeah, a bog. I don't think I've ever heard anybody call it a bog before. Like, maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm the missing bog. out. Maybe I'm missing out. It's just a bog. That's just well, every time everybody's ever said it to me, you gotta have a valid bog. I forgot who it was. I think it was, uh, who was it? Ben, I think it was Ben Bodette. If you, if you guys know who Ben Bodette is, I think Ben, I'd always wear a bog when we were shooting street in uh, Salt Lake. And Jai Hunter, this other kid, Jai yeah, Hunter, yeah. and I would always wear bogs. And we, <laughs> you'd always say something about our bog. That always have a bog on every day. That was my thing. Let let me ask you about arsenic real quick. I don't think people understand why they like arsenic, but they love arsenic, like myself included. I just, there's something that yeah. makes people gravitate towards Talty, his brand. Never met anybody in my life that's more himself uh, than Talty. Yeah. Like that dude is, is who he is always. Like that's, and that's a very, like, that's as high of a compliment as I can play, as I can pay Most anybody. Definitely. Um, so what is it for you? Why do you feel an attachment to what he does and the brand as a whole? Um, so yeah, Dan is honestly like Dan to me is almost like a father figure. Um, he's just like super, super close to me. Like I, if I ever have a question about anything ever, 
I called Dan, like talked to Dan about stuff. Like that was just, Dan knows my whole life story. Like I tell Dan everything. Um, but yeah, he just like, he's always just been there as like a person for me. And he's always just been there as like, he's always liked my skiing and always appreciated everything I've done in skiing, which to me was always like super sick to like have someone like him. Cause I'd always been like arsenic. Talty Dan. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. always been like, that was like the thing when I grew up skiing. Cause I only started skiing in 2015. So arsenic came so like, pretty soon after, you know? Um, so like, yeah, it was just like that to me was like the biggest thing. Like I always just looked up to that brand and I always thought the brand was so sick, like growing up. Yeah. Um, and then actually getting to meet Dan and like experience Dan as a person, it just made it so much cooler to me. Cause I understood exactly like what he stood for and who he was as a person um and that to me like as a whole like i just think arsenic like anywhere with the right people yeah, like i love that that to me is like my favorite thing like with the right people you can do any you can go anywhere you know yeah. and like i just think about that in everything i do like if i do things like with the right people like it's just you just think about that all the time and like my everyday life and just like everything. And I don't know. That's why to me, arsenic is like a big part or just Dan in general is a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, he's just done a lot for the industry and a lot for me. And I, to everybody who meets him is, you know, that's like, I feel like everybody who meets him feels as blessed as I do to just experience a, you know, interaction with him. He's just like a dope dude. Yeah. Quick break in the action here for you. We have two ad reads. Um, one, we have our friends at Darn Tough Vermont. Please help me get through this month. Help me get through. We have like 30-something more days of me wearing the same socks every single day without washing them for charity um, and to break a record. So record is currently 40-something days in the same pair of socks. I am going to smash that record to bits and go to 55 days. It is, uh, it's been gross so far. But honestly, it hasn't been nearly as gross as I thought. The socks look good. They're clean-ish. They don't smell at all, which is insane. They started to feel a little weird. Like my feet started to feel a little weird uh, as of a couple days ago. But we're we're making it through. So obviously check out the wonderful socks, the wonderful product that Darn Tough offers uh, at darntough.com. Check them out on social uh, and uh, donate. We'll have a link in the show notes to donate to High Fives Foundation in honor of this challenge uh, and my world record. Um, it's a pretty gross world record to have, but I've got it. Um, so please do that. Also, before we jump in, back into the episode, we have our friends from Goo Energy uh, as sponsor, sponsors of the show. I don't know why I'm like, it's because it's early and I've had 11 coffees so far, but Goo Energy is a sponsor of the Out of Bounds podcast and the Out of Collective. They have been a great partner so far, and they offer some of the best nutrition that you can buy on planet Earth. Uh, They sell Roctane. They sell... uh, The hydration stuff is actually what I have in my pocket right now. I actually forgot that I had this stuff in my pocket. It's really good. The drink tabs, the lemon-lime one, is by far my favorite. Uh, It's They're great. For people that don't drink enough water in the day, like me, this is actually a really nice add-on. So uh, check this stuff out. Go to www.gooenergy.com, uh, and you can use promo code out of bounds and save yourself 20% off on their website. Uh, capital O, out of bounds. 20% off at gooenergy.com. Back to the show. I, it's very, very rarely do you find somebody that's like, they know who they are. They feel who they are. They're comfortable in their yeah. own skin. And they're just like, they're just calm. That's like the thing. If I was going to describe Dan in one word, it's like somehow he's so calm, but yep. he's so like almost enlightened. Like it's so bizarre. Like it's, I've never met anybody else like him in my life. The first time I met him, he's had that yeah. fucking Gatorade towel around his shoulder. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Like he actually wears this towel everywhere. Like it was like <laughs> such a long period of time where he's rocking that Gatorade towel. And I don't even know if he still is, but it's, it's, it was such an insane thing. I forget what his answer was at the time. This was like 2017 or something like that. When I first met him, maybe 2018 and yeah, he just rolled into the studio 
towel on shoulder. And I was like, what do you have a towel for? He's like, I don't know, in case I need it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, in case you need a towel? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, just, I got a towel in case I need it, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? It's uh, funny. It's insane. That guy's, uh, the brand has a culture to it. Um, and if people don't Most know what definitely. we're talking about, you should know what we're talking about. Um, so go to Arsenic Apparel. Check that shit out. Um, Dan's Please. Getting, Dan's getting a full-on plug here. Um, so talk to me. We'll kind of get off this real quick. What What was yeah. it like working at Hood this summer? Um, what was that experience like? Because you've been there for a little bit now, huh? Uh, yeah, this is my second summer. It's so not too long. Um, I mean, like all yeah. summer. Oh, yeah. No, I was there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I just got back like <laughs> three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super sick. Um, I got there June 11th, I want to say. Um, and I was there until like August 2nd. Yeah. But yeah, it was just super sick. Met a crazy amount of super sick people. Um, a lot of really cool coaches and counselors and stuff that worked at camp. Um, it was just a super good summer for snow. Like it was the craziest summer for snow. That was insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. It held on uh, for I got so to long. Hang out with, what were you saying? It held on for so long. Oh, dude, it was like scary how long I was holding on. It was like, <laughs> like when I got there at first, like the amount of snow, I literally was like, oh my God. No, I was like, there should not be this much snow. Like everything was covered. You could ride top to bottom and literally get right back out of the lift, like spring pass. Like it was insane. It was yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was just super fun time. Um, super cool to like meet a bunch of new people. Um, we got to hang out with like my all time favorite skier, Phil Casabon. So that was like my like, dream come true. Um, I got to like chill with him a bunch at KP's house. Uh, if you guys don't know who KP is, Tree Fort Lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KP. Um, but yeah, so that was like super sick getting to chill with him a lot. Um, and just listen to his knowledge about skiing. Um, and meet like Brady. Brady Perrin and his yeah, yeah. older brother, which was super cool. Like, it was just super sick. Super sick experience. Um, getting to, like, actually get more into the culture of skiing and know, like, all these people more and more. Um, like, yeah, I got to meet, like, Liam Downey. We've never met him before, which was super Liam's sick. Liam's so good. Like, That's person. probably the most underrated skier. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, it's like, so Hornbeck. insane. I grew up Hornback. It's literally him and Hornback are, like, hand in hand. So, like, like yep. I met him, and I was like, yeah, this dude is exactly, like, <laughs> growing up watching Hornback, it was, like, super sick to finally meet Liam, too. So, it was like, this makes sense. Right, <laughs> like, right. This all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's, but, yeah, uh, it was dope. That's sick. What What has your experience been like? I mean, kind of touching on that real quick. It's... It was nuts. Like you see some of the names that go through hood in the summer and you're like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Like it, Sammy Carlson was rolling through for a little bit. Yeah. Like there's a Hung whole, out with him a bunch too. it's crazy. Yeah, like, like there's a whole bunch of people <laughs> that you don't hear from and that are like hard to pin down all season long. Mm-hmm. And then you go to hood, you just hang out in Govey for a little while and you're just like, Oh, he's there. And they're That's there. And they're been. there. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, like we should just spend a week there and just do interviews in at hood in the middle of the summer. But oh, dude, if you just set up in a parking lot, dude, yeah, that's corners, what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Everybody's pulling out, like Sammy, Sammy. Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> quick quote, quick quote, quick quote. It's like coming after a game, like you're like post game. Yeah, um, that'd be so funny. That's uh, maybe that's the move next summer. That's a good idea, actually. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the spot. Okay, so you touched on like the culture of skiing, kind of being ingrained in that a little more. What? Yeah. What is that? What has that experience been like? Because I think your pers- like your perspective from the outside looking in is always different than when you're in it and you're kind of in the business of the ski of skiing. And you're like in that, in that realm of being around yeah. pros, hanging around the brands and kind of figuring out the whole game a little bit. So what, what has that experience been like for you? What does that felt like for you? Um, honestly, it was at first it was overwhelming. Yeah. I guess How so? at first, like I got put into it so quickly because like, Right when I got signed the line, I was at Hood. So, like, I was already hey. – <laughs> I was literally with just everyone, on. like, all there already. Um, so, like, it was just, like – at first, it was kind of overwhelming and, like, still is to me. Like, I don't really know what to do half the time, like, with 
asking people stuff or like asking sponsors questions and stuff kind of things. Like that's why I have Jake and Dan. That's why I asked them <laughs> a lot of things. Cause like, I just don't know anything. Like I never thought I was going to, you know, this was going to happen in skiing for me. Like I was just a kid from Michigan skiing to literally have fun. And like, like skiing for me, was literally just a way to have fun and like not think about things literally just like go and get away from the world. And like, it just turned into something way bigger that I never thought it would. So like, I don't know, like still to this day, I'm still like shocked on all the things that are happening, but like, I'm just taking it day by day and like trying to figure it out. It's the ski industry is definitely a crazy place. And I definitely feel very like blessed and welcomed in it. Like everybody I've ever met in the ski industry, I've, everyone's always liked, I've liked everyone and everybody's been super sick to me. Um, so yeah, it's definitely like sick to be in the community. It's just still something I'm figuring out as a skier. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird experience once you're like fully ingrained in it. I mean, even if you're like in the industry, but you're not in the industry, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. it's a totally different switch up and it becomes this, this like weird game that you kind of have to like figure out and kind of play all the pieces together. Yeah, most definitely. It's what I'm uh, in the process of trying to do. Yeah. (laughs) What? So I kind of end up talking about culture and like relatability to people who don't ski. What? Because I always feel like, and I always say this to people, like snowboarding translates better to the general public, I feel like. And still, like if you talk to people, I'm sure you've gotten this a million times. It's like, oh, do you snowboard? Like that's the first assumption is do you snowboard? Skiing still kind of like it's the weird answer to give somebody when they ask what you Mm do, they assume that you're a snowboarder. What, what is skiing Uh, to you do? Right. Like what is skiing to you have to do to, I don't know, kind of become an appeal to the general public a little more. Right. Cause I feel like people still have it in their head that skiing is this, like it's the parallel to golf, right? It's like white dads go out there and that's what they do. They go out there and they make their turns and they like, you know, get their hips kind of low and they kind of do the little swivel butt thing. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what it is to so many people. Right. But the culture of skiing is like, it's alive and well, but I don't know if people actually understand that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That's the crazy thing is I honestly think more little skier homies are coming up than snowboard homies at this point. For sure. Um, and it's just like, yeah, growing up, like I snowboarded growing up. Um, cause that was just like the culture basically at like the resort I grew up at was snowboarders. Um, and then, yeah, I got into skiing when I got a little bit older cause my dad skied and like all of my siblings all skied. Um, but yeah, I definitely like the, the culture of skiing is very, very, very alive. And there's a lot of little kids coming up and skiing right now that are going to keep it alive for a very long time. Yeah. Like you think about it, like Walker Shreds. You got um Owen Reddy is another really big name, like name that's gonna pop these years. Uh Ryan Butters, another kid who's gonna go crazy in the next couple of years. Young Snow, like all these kids, like there's so many kids that are still like young that are coming up and skiing. And like like the culture of skiing is far, far from dead. Like being on hood all summer, there's more little skier homies on hood than there is snowboarders. For sure. I wanna say. Like, think about it, like it's just they're everywhere. Like if you're going up into Pro Park to go hit the big jump, it's all it's literally every morning I remember going up there and there's a swarm of like twenty little skier homies getting ready to go hit the big jump every morning. There's like two or three snowboarders. So like I don't know. It's tough, Um, right? Like, I still feel like that. Yeah, it's, I agree with you for sure. Like, that's what ends up, like, right now, I feel like it's stronger than ever. People are starting to get it. They're starting to understand it a little more. But I still feel like, especially, like, I don't know, you go to Boston, you go to New York, you go to these places that, like, cities, skiing Mm -hmm. is still this, like, bizarre thing. And I'm sure Detroit's similar, where, like, skiing is not, that's not anybody's first thought for an activity, even in the winter. A hundred percent. And that's, like... To me, if you think about it, like you look at snowboarders and you look at how much like not even like shade snowboarding at all. It's just like you can tell like people care about watching snowboarding way more. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, like in the industry, it's all snowboarding. Like that's where the money is is because everybody cares about snowboarding right now. 
And that's why I just think it's so hard. And that's why I think people think it's dying out like skiing is. It's just because everybody's so focused on the snowboard industry. There's no light being shed onto what's actually like happening in the ski industry, you know? And there's so many things going on in the ski industry, but everybody's just faceted with so many, you know, like all these big snowboard names that are doing all these things right now. They're not really caring about other things around them. They're just like, I have these set three names in my head, who snowboarding is and who action winter sports are. And I don't need anything else. And that's why skiing is getting, and snowboarding is just getting so, you know, like out of that. Because when you think of it, you're thinking of like, you know, these huge names, like you got like Alex Hall and like, you know, Kobe Stevenson. That's what people are, if they're going to look at skiing, that's what they look at. And like snowboard side, it's like, you know, Zeb and all those, you know, you got like names like that, like Zeb and, you know, Luke Winkleman and like, that's who people are looking at, you know, like Fitzsimons, like all those names, like bigger names. And it's just, you know, it's just harder in the industry now, I think, to get yourself into that light faster or in a way you want to be in the light just because there's so much already going on. It's just harder to be seen by everyone Yeah, in the industry. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing because, like, right now, I can tell you for an absolute fact, more skis, more new skis are being purchased than snowboards, than new snowboards, right? Yeah. Which is insane because, like, I think about the parts that I want to watch a lot of times as a skier and as mm-hmm. somebody who's, like, whole like wholly ingrained in the ski industry, most of the time I end up watching snowboard parts. Like, obviously, you watch, you watch a lot of ski parts, but so many of us take influence from snowboarding from from board sports really right like whether it's surfing whether it's skating whether it's snowboarding there's something like kind of intrinsic about about the way those sports are and i don't like Mm -hmm. i don't understand it because if you look and maybe it's because it's the opposite of way like we as humans do shit like everything you do as a human is forward backwards right like you're either like walking backwards you're walking forwards nobody's walking side to side if you saw somebody walking backwards you're like okay a little weird but like whatever if you saw somebody walking (laughs) sideways everywhere you'd be like what the fuck is going on right now like what is wrong with this person it's uh yeah so maybe it's it's as simple as standing sideways i feel like volcom had a thing a few years ago that was called standing sideways but anyway it's (laughs) probably it's very it's it's weird that that's the i feel like that's one of the connecting things like because it's so different people are like okay this is this is how to be different. This is this is the sport. This is the side of it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I don't know. It's it's something crazy. Yeah, it's got to be different. It's got to be something. So, let me ask you about comp skiing then. Do you on your side of things, how much do you value the big comp skiers that are out there right now? Like you mentioned Alex Hall, Kobe Stevenson, like those those guys are the shit, obviously. Like we know this. Yeah. And it brings What's them that? into a very mainstream light when they go and they compete. Yeah. But how much, how much does that matter to you as a watcher of the sport? Um, yeah, um, I think those are some insane skiers and some insane names. And there's just so many, you know, like crazy names coming up that are already in competition scene or going to be. Um, I don't know, like for me as much as a skier. Like, I don't really watch that much competitions anymore. Like, I'll go watch some, like, if I'm going to watch an X Games event, it's going to be Big Air yeah. or, like, the Dutour Street style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, if I'm going to watch an event, it's going to be something more like that. Like, I way rather watch Street Style and see, like, smaller names with some huge names or just names I haven't heard in a while. Like yeah. Keegan Kilbride was yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Like stuff like you know what I'm saying? Like I wanna yeah. see stuff like and Cal was in it. Yep. Like I want stuff like that that like Cal goes and does. Like, you know, he grew up competing, but like I want more of that, like Steel City Showdown type stuff, like where you get kids from literally everywhere coming to go do this event and they're getting put in with all these top level dudes and they're literally keeping up with them. Like, just, you know, something to spice it up for everyone because it keeps those dudes on their toes. They're like, oh, shit, this is what's coming yeah, up behind yeah, us. Yeah, like, yeah. There's kids that actually can do stuff still. Like, you know, like, I just think, like, to me, I just want to see more stuff like that. Like, that's why I never, like, growing up, I never wanted to compete. I was never, like, good enough to compete, like, when I was younger skiing. But, like, that to me was, like, you know, be like, oh, cool, there's a big air cop. I'll go huck myself off this jump. <laughs> like, that sounds like fun. 
yeah, like right. stuff like that. Like big air comps are always like the only thing I really did growing up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're going to have to have competition skiing, you know, in skiing to keep it alive. I feel like just because of, you know, that's where more of the money comes from for most of these people. Yeah. Um, but like, I definitely rather watch street parts or watch like, you know, X games, real ski or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's, my hot take on it's kind of bad, I guess. I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know if it's a hot take. I mean, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> kind of have that same. It's like you watch it to support it almost to a certain mm-hmm. extent. It's like, yes, I want to see this on TV. I'll put yeah. it on. Like, it's a thing that I end up putting on. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. a thing that I'm watching with real intention a lot of times. It's, yeah. Which is cool. Like, I mean, you kind of have to do it. But there's something there's something so valuable in the way that just skiing is by itself. That's really hard to capture when you put it in a competition scene. Like it's very feeling based. It's very like in the moment when you're there, when you're at an event, even if you're just at like a local rail gym, it's insane to just feel the energy that's there. It's like being at any live event really, but it's, it's amplified because you're up close. You're watching the shit that's so detailed and so technical, even like Mm. people think like street skiers are not technically sound. I feel like, but yeah, there are some of the most technically sound people on the planet because you have to have that it's shit scary. locked in. Yeah, it's terrifying. You have to be <laughs> locked in. And that's something I think people don't understand. Uh-huh. I totally agree. Yeah. Like, that's why I love going to, like, like Steel City was super sick to watch just because, like, that aspect. Like, you have to, like, be locked in and you have to be on your game and just, like, watching all these, like, little kids literally just throw themselves and be like, yep. Yeah, I got I got fourth. Like Owen Reddy gets fourth place to <laughs> you know like Kobe Stevenson, Alex Hall, and yeah. Tucker. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> and then it was Owen insane. Reddy. It was <laughs> like, insane. That's that's like the craziest thing. Like I always tell that kid, I'm like, dude, like you realize what you did there? Like you know, like yeah. you, that's telling everyone that you are a skier and that you really do this. <laughs> like, yeah, that was the most insane thing to me. Yeah, I mean, talk about, like, a heavy, heavy-hitting podium, right? Like, at an event yeah. like that. Like, that's insane. So, for him to come in fourth is, uh, yeah, completely bizarre. Completely bizarre. Shout out to yeah. that kid. I mean, that's, like, that's an insane level of talent that you have to have to be up there with those guys. Oh, yeah. Like, Owen Reddy is one of the most talented up-and-coming skiers that I've ever met. And the nicest human being you'll ever meet in your life. No shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I... I like that event. I like that Tom's still doing that event. That event, and especially, I don't know if you watched that crash reel. I'm sure you did. Like, at the end of that event, like, that shit was so fucked how hard people were sending it. And yeah, I I like that Tom is still doing that event, and I really like that he's still going to do it this year, like this upcoming yep. year, even with the Vail buyout. I, I was a little nervous that they were going to be like, nah, this isn't really our scene, but it sounds like right That's now they're going to let... Too. They're going to let Seven Springs kind of do their thing, it sounds like. It was such a weird, it was a weird purchase. Like, it was not one that I saw coming. No, I didn't see that coming either at all. It's uh, it's very at bizarre. All. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. They're like, I I hate talking about Vale on the show because I talk about it enough on the internet. And, like, <laughs> I don't want to give them any more clout than they already have and they already get on the day-to-day because it's, like, it's hard. They're building, like, this little monopoly that you can't avoid. Yep exactly um do you get a pass like what do you get for a season pass what do you buy like what do you or do you just like (laughs) go place to place and just try to figure out tickets or just ride straight like what's the situation (laughs) it's literally just go place to place and figure it out when i get there (laughs) i love that i love that Um, yeah uh well i grew up bittersweet there was i grew up working at i always worked there in the winter so i always work off like a season pass pass. because i like just working there on part crew I just do that, work my, like, 46 hours for a season pass, and then I just ride there usually. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the time, I just, yeah, I was on Telefriend Tour and stuff. And then I have a friends, a bunch of friends who work at Woodward Park City. Yep. So, like, they can get me passes and stuff there. So that's, like, most of the time that's what I do. Just go about it like that. And then Telefriend Tour, they get us passes and stuff, so. Yeah, they get you dialed it in. It usually works out. <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts on buying a pass? This is a serious question because like I think 
I feel like there's a lot of benefit to getting a pass and make and kind of like figuring it out that way. Although it does limit you to the kind of the same resorts all the time. But yeah. I've talked to so many people that just keep parking. They're like, nah, I just kind of figured it out as I go. And I'm like, well, yeah, like I don't like giving people my money either. And I don't give Vale my money, but Altera is not that much better. So it's like you, but you need a pass. Like it's skiing's fucking expensive. I don't know how you guys do this shit. And you're just like, I don't know. I might have a pass today. I hope I do. Like, let's see what happened. Like yeah. that fucking would give me so much anxiety every time I go to the hill. Yeah, it definitely gives me anxiety. But like, <laughs> you can fix this, dog. Like, you can fix this. <laughs> but like, like at the same time, skiing doesn't pay the bills, guys. It does, I know. but it doesn't. All right, it it's does for like a small percentage of people. Job. Yeah. Yeah, it works for those guys that have been doing it for years and like, you know, not the little guys like me. All right. <laughs> yeah. But um I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, nah, all right. I can see this is this, I can see where this is going. I I got it. I got <laughs> it. I got it. There's no fucking chance you're buying a pass. I understand. I understand. The vibe the vibe is felt. It's been put out. I got it. Um it is it is what it is. Now now you got that line contract now, dog. You just call him up. Yeah. Call up Jake yeah, No Middle Name Dubay and uh and that dude will get hey. you hooked up, I bet. That's what I should I should have put a pass in the contract, dude. You just add shit. That's like what we do all yeah, the time around right. here is you just add <laughs> shit. You just add shit in there and it, like what's the worst they're gonna do? Take it away? Like they're gonna take that out yeah. and be like, No, you're an idiot. Like whatever, just try that <laughs> shit. Like I don't see why not. That's been hey, my dude, advice to anybody. Months. I got a couple months, dude. Maybe I'll ask. Maybe I'll try to throw out a pass in there. Be like, a Woodward Park City pass. My boots are late. Pass. My boots are late. I really wanted them <laughs> early. Like, can we work out some kind of pass deal? Like, I guess I'm going to need four pairs of Chronic. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Just not looking like it's going the way it was supposed to. How many How many pairs of skis do you go through a year? Uh, it depends what the year is like. Uh, <laughs> last year? <laughs> It doesn't well, matter, and I, I think went. people need to know that, like, it's not brand by everybody breaks fucking skis, no, especially uh, if you're park skiing. Yeah, like, people saying. get like, that shit. Thing, guys, I literally don't care what anyone says. Every pair of skis breaks. I don't care how long it oh, takes. For Every sure. pair of skis breaks. For sure. um, I went through a good amount of skis, probably like eight or nine. That's a lot. But, like, that's a lot yeah, of skis. I just go really hard, though. But season before, dude, <laughs> probably went through like. 15, 16. All right. That I mean, was after I made like a little switch to it. That's a lot of fucking skis, man. Well, that's a lot a of skis. switch from company to company back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I got that. But <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's a lot of skis to burn through. I guess uh, yeah. I guess that makes up for not buying a pass. You got a lot of skis yeah. to burn through. See, that's a lot I of mounts. Pass, dude. A lot of mounts. A lot of mounts going on. A lot of a lot of mounts, dude. No, I was a <laughs> ski tech at that time, so that. <laughs> so you're all good. You're just mounting your own shit. Um, yeah, uh, I mounted. I forget who's Jake Duncan. I think I mounted Jake Duncan skis. Like no bullshit. The same pair from Downey. He got these old like Armada Strangers, and I remounted yeah. them six times, seven times, something like oh, that. Wow. Same ski, like that was just clapped the shit from Downey. Ended up wow. remounting these. Like, people just get their money's worth out of these things. And they're never going to get yeah. warrantied. Like, I think that's the thing that no. you need. Like, people need to understand. These keys are made to be broken. They're made to be ridden. Yep. And that's that's what they are. They're tools. Tools, not jewels. They're, they're just tools. Why do you guys think Line makes a hoodie that literally says ski and destroy on it? To destroy their skis? To, uh, I don't know. They got to be careful with, <laughs> with that marketing, I feel <laughs> like. They're going to get a lot of upset hey. parents. Oh, I, I love the parents, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I, you know, I grew up riding Armadas and like skis broke all the time. And everybody was like, Armada's the best one. And like my skis break growing up. And then I like got on, I rode literally, dude. I probably rode almost every single ski brand you can ever think of. It was like <laughs> wild growing up. I literally would just get my hands or whatever I could get my hands on. Like yeah. there was, I rode ninth words at one point oh yeah wow the skis i had some ninth words i had some apos fuck like amplid skis yeah, yeah, yeah. amplids i had some surfaces like way back in the day when they had blanks and they fucking folded in half you look at them yep. and they break yeah, uh, yeah yeah yep you look at them sideways and they just yeah, yeah did yeah, that yeah. uh there's a pair of rmus in there somewhere I had a pair of head caddies 
Like, bro, I went some, some liberties. I had some liberties for a sack. Liberty was doing good yeah. in the park scene for a minute. And then they like realized how many skis they were warranting. And they were like, fuck this. We're going all mountain. Like we're out no yeah. more. Like it's uh, which is valid. I yeah. mean, it's, it is what it is. Speaking of that, I had a pair of revisions too. <laughs> God damn. Is revision still around? Long. Are they still making skis? No. They killed it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it killed that died. <laughs> there was like two seasons where like people were so hot on it and I was like, these are shitty skis. Like I'm telling you. Like I just mounted them and I might as well have like drilled into a piece of paper. Like it was like <laughs> like legit. You you drill into it and like styrofoam <laughs> flies into the air. It's uh it was nuts. There's so many of those brands though. Like it's it is it is what it is. People are trying to make skis, it's hard to make fucking skis. Yeah, it really is. It's, uh, it really is hard to make skis. And there's no money in it. Hey. Like it's no. there's money in skiing. Like if you're running like Vail, sure, but nobody else. Like it's it's hard. There's so much that goes into it, and it's just not. Yeah, it's so hard. It's uh chicken fingers, dog. Chicken fingers and pizza in the lodge. Like that's where the money is. All right, nowhere that's else in skiing. Yeah, that's where the money is. Nowhere else is there money in skiing that I, I can think of. Got. Um, all right, dude. Uh, we've kind of done it. We've done an hour here. We're good. Um, sick. We, uh, we got it done finally. Um, where, where can people find you on the internet? Where can people hit you up? Anything else you want to plug? Feel free. This is, uh, this is your time. Oh, Oh, hang on a second. Hang Uh, on a second. Hang on a second. Serious question. What, what is with the sunny D thing? And the, I mean the gold peak shit, I get that shit, whatever it's called. The, the T (laughs) I, I hate that shit, but I understand why people like it. Sunny D leaves like a film over your mouth. Like I had it like Dude. a few months ago and I was like, get the fuck out of here with this shit. Cause you pick it up for like nostalgia, but that's the only reason I'm ever drinking that shit again. <sighs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> like it's in your well, line bio. Honest, like for people that are wondering why I'm asking that, like it's in your line answer, bio. Yeah, honest answer. Um, Sunny D, definitely because like growing up, my mom was super healthy <laughs> and didn't let us get whatever we wanted. Like we'd have to drink like concentrate orange juice. Like that yeah, shit yeah, was yeah, made yeah. from the sink. Like very healthy group <laughs> upbringing. So, like, I swear to God, do you, Adam? Like, that was just, like, that's just out of spite. That's literally just, like, <laughs> mom didn't let me drink this when I was little. So now I have, like, an addiction to sugar. Um, so, yeah, that's why, I like, Gold Peak, they had some real nice sweet iced tea. And then the Sunny D, definitely just, like, sugar overload is definitely why we're going for those two. That shit will shut you down. I have the same bit, though. My mom was super healthy growing up, and she was, like, very clean cut, like, very... Yeah. It's funny. My parents are my parents are very opposite. My dad is, like, Arab, very, like, thick about everything, like, thick-headed, and also, like, thick about his opinions on everything, like, never moves, yep. never, like, changes his opinion. Very, like, charming and personable. My mom is, yeah. like anxious about everything everything's got to be healthy like so we looked at a soda and we were grounded for a month like and now (laughs) as an adult i'm like it's all i want like every like i just have this this like hankering for pepsi and for like all the shit that i grew up not drinking and eating candy like i stopped drinking so like i'll have my new vice is like eating sour patch kids like i'll just like have more sour patch kids (laughs) than i can handle like you trade one thing for the other thing and uh yeah it is what it is it's a it's a very bizarre thing so parents be careful what you teach your kids not to do because they're going to become adults and go do that shit yeah they're going to become adults and uh and be sugar and caffeine addicts hey that's how it goes um (laughs) all right right, brother where can people find you on the internet um and anything else you want to plug feel free um yeah my instagram is simian glass uh feel free to hit me up if you ever have any crazy questions i'm probably have an answer um yeah uh shout out tall t dan great man shout out arsenic anywhere tree fort lifestyles line skis and spy optics and all them you know burn helmets shout out oh yeah you're on burn to everyone yeah i didn't know that burn's cool they have a good program going on there mickey's cool that's a good uh yeah that's a good dude so i'm glad they have that worked out with you um yeah most definitely i'm hyped Cool, man. Uh, I appreciate the time. This has been great. Appreciate Um, you. 